0: All right, thank you guys for joining us. My name is Maurice Washington. I'm your host for Executive Talk, and I want to welcome those that are watching this show live and also our live studio here. Today, we're going to discuss business. We're going to discuss specifically fear in business and how it replicates and how you can actually find out. We're going to do a two-part series. This first series, we're going to talk about how fear exists and how it manifests itself within your business. And then next week we're going to talk about some solutions on getting through that fear and actually existing better in your business. So before we get started, what I would like to do and again the title of the show is called "Fear has a Family Tree," and this is part one. So before, before we get started into the content of the show, I want, to talk, I want to ask go to our, our studio audience and ask you, what about your business do you seem to fear the most? So if I can get a couple of volunteers and say your name and also the name of your business, that would be great.
1: I'm Kathleen Fortenberry, Founder and President of Fortenberry & Associates, we're a business management consulting firm and I would say from our fear, if it would be considered a fear, is more the fact of making sure we have enough viable leads that turn into actual projects and not just people saying they're going to do it but actually signing on the bottom line so we actually have a real project.
0: Do you run into that quite often?
1: Lately, it's been more often. I don't know if it's because times are tough and although there's supposed to be the recovery, people are still a little cautious with their money. Okay. And so they're, they're, not, they're not going forward as quick or uh, even as often as they normally would.
0: Gotcha, okay. Thank you for that. Who else do we have?
2: My name is uh, Mark Spencieri. And I have express bail bonds and um, I was looking at your tree uh, that was up previously and there's a lot of issues on there that, you know, you can tie in definitely to what I deal with continually. Okay. Um, I would say revenue, having enough revenue to have an enjoyable life and to keep the bills paid is kind of a, the constant challenge. Yeah. Um, like I think she was mentioning the recovery of the economy. I think it's some people are challenged financially. They're struggling with, you know, underpay or, completely out of work. And so sure. um, I need to get my source of income to pay my bills, take care of my f- personal expenses, my f- uh, business expenses. And um, so basically I, I try to find myself trying to get the leads. Like she talks about people call because they're I'm a bail bonds when they're in jail. Right. And so they need my service or one of my competitors usually.
0: Yeah.
2: And um, so I want to give a fair price that's, you know, profitable for the business and also competitive with my competitors, and I actually get the lead, hopefully, is uh, right. what I find myself, I, I don't want to undercut myself too much to so try to land a lead. Right.
0: So revenue so is probably a, one of my biggest things. Right, okay. So it seems like a constant cycle of trying to get the business, but then making sure you have the right price, and then the, the constant flow of business is just kind of, kind of all circulates in there. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, definitely,
2: okay. definitely trying to get the leads and then trying to close them into, you know, a customer and right. making
0: the revenue. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Hello.
3: Hi. (laughs) I'm Shannon Catalano of Pilates Vita of Denver. Okay. And my big fear is money. I came from the corporate world. I had a paycheck regularly coming in, and I had a retirement plan and benefits, and to not have any of that all of a sudden is so scary. Absolutely. And so that's my big fear. Um, you know, when can I start spending money? Because right now, everything is pared back and um, I'm, I'm just very fearful because I, I want to be prepared, I want to save for the future, and I, I wanna make sure that I'm making the right steps to, to make that happen.
0: Okay, thank you. So yeah, money it seems uh, it seems to be kind of that constant issue within business, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I can understand for me for sure. Yeah, thank you very much, Anna. Thank you. Well, let's kind of go into this and let's tackle this issue on fear. And starting off, you know, I thought about it over my eight years in business. I wanted to. I've really had an opportunity to figure out what exactly do business owners fear the most, and I narrowed it down into six different categories. So, why I think people fear business is number one the uncertainty. Thanks, Shannon, you were just saying it a few seconds ago. When you're in corporate America, you know specifically what time you have to go into work, you know what time you get off work, you know how much you can afford, you know if you buy something, well, at the very least, you know exactly when you can actually pay it back, and at least you know you have a check coming in to do that. And there's also something about the corporate world that allows you to know that every two weeks, weekly, by week whatever the case may be, Um, You know exactly when your money is coming so you're so when business owners go from um, When business owners go from that w-2 position to business ownership There's a word that we constantly use and it's called security So we leave that we leave that security of that company because we know the security is that you know specifically when and where and how? And that's a huge thing so on the uncertainty is a, is a huge thing, the reason why business owners get caught in the moment. So let's talk about family and friends. Um, I'm sure everybody has had this moment when you when you first open your business. How many people said, went to your family, families and friends and said, hey, I'm opening up my own business. Has anybody else did that? Yeah? So when you're doing that, you go, obviously you're excited about the fact that you're opening up your own business. And obviously the first people you're going to tell is your family and friends because that's where you get that first level of moral support because you already feel crazy for opening up your own business from going from security to opening up your own business. So the next people in line to help you feel secure about opening a business is your family and friends. Then you get this weird statement back from your family and friends. They're like, congratulations. (laughs) So that return on that particular, statement that you're looking for, of, of that excitement, it comes back a little weird, and what is what exactly is that? And so when you h- hear your family and friends and their thoughts, what they're saying is congratulations, but on the back end, they know how you were in high school. They know how you were in college. They know how you act day to day. They know how random you could be, <laughs> right? So they're looking at you like, well, how are you going to take Knowing how you are specifically, how are you going to take all that and now open up your own business? So it's it's a little weird when it comes from family and friends. And then you find yourself throughout your business journey trying to prove that you're not crazy. So what about judgment? So obviously you'll get your judgment from family and friends, but what about judgment out there in the marketplace? Because out there in the marketplace is not very gentle, is it? Marketplace does not, you know, on some level, it feels like they just don't care. But they're looking at how you do your presentation. They're looking at, what are you wearing? They're they're looking at, how is your business better than somebody else's? Okay, so you're constantly having to prove yourself. So there's a level of judgment that you face all the time as a business owner. Also, as a business owner, it, it will expose your inadequacies that you may or may not feel about you, that you may feel about yourself. So it's one thing that when you're working in the W-2 environment, you have a specific set of rules and things that you need to do. And in the work in the W-2 environment, you can excel all day. You can be the top performer, reach management level, upper management, VP of marketing, sales, whatever the case may be, and you feel on top of the world. And so part of that journey within that. W-2 is that you feel you know what I made it to this point in my career, you know I can do this in business. And then lo and behold everything that you were accustomed to and thought you were able to do now it's a different story. Now some of those things some of your own personal fears start to show up and it gets real crazy within. So what about failing? Failing is probably one of the biggest things because you went to your family you went to your friends, you said, hey, I can make this work. And also for you, for yourself personally, there's nothing more, there's nothing that would talk more to inadequacies than failing. If you're not, if you're not careful, if you're not careful or comfortable with yourself, that failing portion, it becomes real, real impactful because it, it goes right to that personal ego. So you really have to be careful in that, in that arena when it comes to, to failing. So losing what you already have. You know, not all of us are fortunate where, you know, there's some entrepreneurs out there that have start their business, which is very rare, but start their business around 18, 19, right out of high school, and then that that they didn't have a lot to lose. Typically as a business owner, again, you've already worked for somebody, you've already have a mortgage, you already have a car, you have a certain lifestyle, You have you've already set things up in this particular way, but then when you go to that, when you're at this place of losing what you already have, you you have have these mortgages, and you still have to pay that mortgage. You can't say, call your mortgage company and say, "Hey, look, I just opened my own business, I need about a six or seven month reprieve, and then I'll I'll pay you back." They're like, "Hey, congratulations, but we need our money next month, right?" (laughs) Also. When it comes down to failing and losing what you already have, it goes simultaneously because you're actually telling your, so let's say you have a significant other or you have kids or something, you know, something very personal to you. And you say, hey, this is what we're doing. This is our new lifestyle. You know, initially they're going to be extremely supportive and they're always going to be supportive. But there comes to that point when if it looks a little shaky, you get that conversation like, "Huh? well, (laughs) I'm glad that you have your business, but, We need to eat tomorrow. So there's something that happens within that whole family dynamic. So a lot of that fear is you don't want to have that conversation with your significant other. You want to make sure that everything is okay. So fear, in my opinion, I feel like we say fear in a lot of different ways. And fear, because you see it on Facebook, you'll see it in social media, you hear the story of just kick fear out the way and then go forward. Kick fear out the way and never look back. Fear is just a state of mind. Well, if it's just a state of mind, how does it hold us hostage for so long? And I think, because you're not going to go out in the marketplace and say, you know what? (laughs) I feel very fearful today. You're not going to tell people I'm just extremely scared. You'll probably say more things such as, you know what? (laughs) I'm pretty stressed today. I'm pretty worried and I'm pretty panicked right now because, you know, money is really tight. So you'll say those three things, but you're not going to say, man, I'm really inconsistent. You're not going to say that to people out there in the marketplace, because that would turn out really bad, wouldn't it? <laughs> Talk about not getting business. So I call these fear seeds, because your sab- the, the sabotage, the chaos, stress, avoidance, panic, worry, inconsistency, and procrastination, these are the seeds that are planted that actually creates the actual fear. And that's why fear is actually very real. It's definitely a feeling and it can, it can set, you, set you apart in a lot of different ways and really back things up. But I feel like it takes some of these seeds, some of these things that you're planting, in order for fear to create itself. So I always like to do things in the illustration mode. And that illustration mode is... Fear seeds, so what we just went through were your sabotage, chaos, stress avoidance, panic, worry, inconsistency, and procrastination. Fear tree, which I'll show you in a second here, will equal your business journey. So I feel like the more impact that you have on your fear seeds and the more times that those constantly show up will create this fear tree which will equal your part of your business journey. And we're also going to talk about annual revenues and how that shows up in there. So here's your fear tree. And the reason why I have sabotage, chaos, stress, avoidance, inconsistency, procrastination, worry, and panic on the ground, because, again, that's the seeds. And the way that we plant these seeds is we we water them in our activity, which creates this fear. And this particular fear is the impact. I chose a oak tree because oak trees, as you know, are very strong and solid and foundational. And so the representation of the branches is how it actually manifests into your business. So when you look at your activities, when you look at your your client relationships, your annual revenues, the follow-up, the bad time management, offering too much, confidence highs and lows, and daily habits, this is where it all spins off into. So the impact of these fear creates the fear, which, again, spins off to everywhere. So I'm going to take a couple of, actually, I'm going to take a few examples here and kind of break them down so you can see, see exactly the impact. So let's start with offering too much. Now, sometimes in the marketplace, it's very, it's very prevalent that you'll hear a business owner, because what that business owner actually started out doing is they offered out one specific item. So they go out out and network, they meet a few people, and those people that they meet say, yes, I like your product, I like what you have going on, I want to go ahead and buy. Then you run into somebody else, that is perfect, that is beautiful, I can't believe you offered that. I'm ready. And then that uncertainty that we talked about earlier in the conversation starts to go away, doesn't it? You feel like you're on top of the world, you feel like you made the best decision, and that, you know what, nobody can stop you now. But what happens in this offering too much is you get that one person that says, eh, no, no, that's okay, I don't want that. Okay, you can brush that off. But then you have that person who says, that tricks you. and say, you know what, no, I'd like it but I don't like it if you had extra, if you had this little bit more, I would actually buy that. And then sometimes we get stuck in a pattern like, huh, but what you heard is you heard a no, and then you kind of heard a maybe, but it wasn't enough. So then a fear seed starts to happen, depending on where you're at. There goes a little panic and worry, right? You're a little nervous. But then you keep going on, and you hear somebody else say, you know what? I want that, but if you offer just a little bit more, I think I would actually purchase that. So what happens with this business owner sometimes, in some cases, they offer, they end up adding more services to their company. So once they start adding more services to their company, they're like, okay, so next time I run into to somebody else, I won't have to worry about them leaving my doors. They can buy from me, and I can feel in that confident place again. So once you're in that confidence, so then you offer that, and then that person says, okay, yeah, that's perfect. So you feel alive, you feel like you, re- you made the right decision, and no longer do you have that panic and worry, and then somebody else comes along and says, well, if you added this, I would actually buy from you. Because I like you, I just, those two things aren't working. So you keep on offering more so that way you don't feel that fear of loss. So then with the panic and worry, if you start doing that is you can't really be effective with that client. So what happens is there's a panic, there's a worry situation happening. And then there's a stress. And then your business becomes extremely chaotic because there's too much on the table for that particular business owner to even manage or handle. So it's, and that's what creates a strong fear tree. So what about bad time management? I'm sure everybody's had some situations where time management has been an issue, okay? There's, there's a specific few that are pretty good at time management, but sometimes you get lost in your day because there's so many different variations. So let's think about time management. What does time management create for you? I think bad time management, it worries you. And inconsistency is the first kind of fear seed that you run into because you feel very inconsistent, and then that goes into that inadequacy, and then you get worried, and then you start sabotaging things, and you get stressed because you did so all these seeds start ping ponging off of one another. Which creates a ground root or it creates a real strong fear tree. So the more Fear sees that you have activating. It's very hard to really release that fear because you don't know exactly what started in that arena. In annual revenue, something that we uh, that we discussed earlier in the conversation, that's always a tricky one because annual revenue can actually be very deceiving. So your first year, or let's say it's a, it takes you a couple of years, and you know I always say a hundred thousand because business owners in general like to achieve that. That's the, like the ultimate six figures. Of course, seven figures it would be better, or whatever. You know how business owners are. So that six figures, let's say 100,000 is their goal. So let's say they hit that. So they hit the goal. They feel on top of the world. There is no fear whatsoever, okay? they don't. There's no fear seats or anything that's happening because they reached their goal. The thing that's not addressed in that goal because the things that, that's not addressing the annual revenue goal and actually achieving it is how much work did that person have to, have to do in order to achieve it, okay? Does their wife or significant, or do their kids know them anymore? Probably not because they probably just worked all day and all night and then made it work. Or let's say the economy was just at the right time, at the right place for that particular company. So then you just jump on it. But then let's say the market shifts the next year because typically this business owner will say, okay, I am ready for employees. I'm out to live the American dream. So uh, you get employees and the next year is not the same year because now you're tired. You don't work, you know, you're not able to work as much. Now you have employees and now you're trying to train them. And then now you notice that your income level dropped maybe to 75,000 because the market shifted or something happened. So then the fear fear C's actually amplify times two. Because now you're now that business owner is extremely panicked, extremely stressed. Okay, so all these fear C's start happening. The inconsistencies start happening because what are they trying to do? They're trying to fight to get back to where everything was normal. So annual revenues, if it's not truly defined, it can actually really um, paint you in a, in a bad corner. So I went to entrepreneur.com, and I wanted to do research outside of myself and see what, what entrepreneur.com said. And these on entrepreneur.com, they said these are the top ten fears. So the number one fear is not knowing where to start, not being an expert. How many people have ran into that situation where they felt that? Yeah, okay, so what about being, or being considered lazy? Not finding funding. Not being believed in. Not attracting new customers. I think you were saying that, Kathleen. Being incapable of handling success. Failing the family. Not earning enough to recover an investment. And everything goes wrong just to wrap it all up, right? (laughs) So what we're going to do is we're going to do a little game called Match the Fear Seed. So we're going to take entrepreneur.com's list of fears, and we're going to actually put a fear seed and see which one does it attach to. So on a couple of these, I'd like for you guys to help me out with. So match the fear with the fear seed. So here's the fears. So not knowing where to start. I'm going to go ahead and get it started. I think not knowing where to start, and that's typically in some kind of transition, maybe your first year of business ownership, and or when you're trying to make a transition for more or making a switch, so a transition point. So then I think immediately there's a panic, there's a little bit of worry stress that happens in procrastination. I think those are the top four in this particular fears that that starts to happen to that business owner. So I'm gonna go to the studio audience here and say, what about not being an expert? What do you guys think? What fear see uh, attaches itself with number two? And come up, come up to the mic.
2: Um, on that not being an expert, I suppose it would be sort of a, a worry panic and maybe some sabotage where you're doubting yourself would be
0: some of my ideas on that. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Um, any, any other thoughts? Or would you guys generally agree?
1: For not being an expert I think avoidance would be a big one. You would not want to put yourself in a position where people would know you're not the expert.
0: Absolutely, Absolutely. Because that's that level of being being exposed, right? Because you're gonna people are gonna call you on stuff or ask you specific questions, and if you don't have that right answer, it's a it's a definitely a definitely a vulner, vulnerability point for a business owner to experience. So yeah, you're right. I think all those are correct, um, and there that creates a level of uh, procrastination as well. So being considered crazy, <laughs> we already <laughs> we already discussed that. That's uh, kind of like that whole family situation, okay, where you're talking to your family and friends, they immediately feel like you're crazy. So that creates a little bit of a procrastination and probably some avoidance in some areas. Um, What about not finding funding? I'm sure that's a a different one. Anybody want to take that? All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. (laughs) So... Worry, I think uh, not finding funding is a worry, okay? Because when you're, when you're not able to find funding, it's your ability to fill that security right away. Because I feel like when you're looking for funding, you're looking for a lump sum of income in order to help your journey. So that way your first year or you, that particular transition is not as bad. So be, that creates a lot of worry, stress, and also a little bit, a little bit of panic. So what about not being believed in?
3: I feel like not being believed in definitely pairs up with the worry-fear seed. Okay. And it's not only from the entrepreneur's standpoint, but you don't want your family and friends worried That's either. Right. So it, um, you know, you're worried that they're worried. That's and right. so it's a big <laughs> snowball effect.
0: That's absolutely correct. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And that is it. That worry, and the worst thing about the worry is that it doesn't just stop with you, does it? As soon as people start feeling that you're worried, people obviously care about you. So your family's gonna start worrying. Okay, your husband, significant other, they're gonna start getting worried. And the worst thing about them getting worried is they're gonna come back with a, kind of a different response, aren't they? Well, why don't you just get out of that? Why don't you just stop doing your business? And that's almost one of the worst statements that you can hear from that significant other or family member or friend or that trusted person. It can set you back maybe that, I mean, talk about that worry, compound interest, um, that procrastination, that sabotage, because if you start believing, if you're not strong enough in that particular moment, it will come back and bite you and you'll start making reactive moments towards that so um I think that I think that one is a huge one. It sounds very simple, but it, it, the compound interest is on that is is not good So <laughs> I'm sure this one you guys are saying this earlier, but uh, not attracting new customers, what fear of seeds, and I want to hear from you guys on this one
3: i'll take that one too, so not attracting new customers I mean that's um panic worry stress i mean it's it's a whole um it's a whole bunch of things compounded for sure
0: absolutely thank you um i i totally agree with that i think not attracting new customers is is the biggest fear because again it it speaks right to that security point it brings up because i mean money the impact of money in business for yourself and for your family is is humongous um, it creates a level of chaos because you start networking maybe too much. You start just bringing in whatever client seems to breathe at that time. and then next thing you know you've um, you know brought in the wrong clients to your business. So not attracting new customers, if you don't have the right marketing vehicles or enough of that marketing vehicle working, depending on your lifestyle, it can it can really create a lot of chaos. So, um, let's go ahead and talk about being incapable of handling success. That could that could be a very huge one because that one uh, that one you can't really quantify because nobody wants to say, I can't handle success. Nobody will actually say that out loud. You probably say it <laughs> in your own time, but not out loud. So what do you think that those fear sees, what do you think that encompasses?
2: So I'm uh, I'm thinking that uh, not being able to handle success, incapable of handling success, might be uh, some uh, sabotage, maybe making bad decisions um, would be one of my biggest
0: things probably. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. You know, um, and thank you. Thank you for that. Being incapable of handling success, you never really know because it doesn't show up it seems because a lot of people when it when you say incapable of handling success well you know when you have to overthink a lot of things um, when you don't actually make the right movement at that right time when the opportunity is there there's a level of success that you could be facing and sometimes opportunities come around they'll come around again but it probably won't show up in the same way Because it's being incapable of handling success, if you go too far in the pattern of your business, you've already created enough barriers to where that same opportunity won't be the same. You'll probably have to work at it a little bit harder even to gain that opportunity. So this one is a very detrimental one to, to business owners. Failing the family, you know, I think that creates panic and worry and stress big time. Because I don't think it's going to be avoidance, procrastination, or sabotage because you're so worried that you don't even have time to avoid or procrastinate or sabotage. So the stress on the impact of the family is you don't want, again, you don't want to have that conversation of we need to move or I'm starting over or I actually can't do it. I don't know what I was thinking, but I can't do it. It creates a whole nother conversation that you don't want to have. So that, that's where that worry and stress comes in. So not earning enough to recover an investment. You know, I think that, um, I think that one's a, a huge one because in the situation as a business owner, if you get a lump sum of cash, if you find a, a venture capitalist or an angel investor or an investment into somebody else's business, if you're not able to recover that investment, in a timely fashion. Again, immediately is gonna be the panic, worry, and stress, and that's how you're gonna operate your business in that arena. So what happens in that not earning enough to recover an investment is maybe you weren't under, so when you're doing that, what you have to do as a business owner is you you actually have to find what exactly is the right amount of investment that you need for your business, because you can put yourself into a, a bad position. And I think number 10, where everything goes wrong, I think that one is extremely huge, because it's that it speaks directly to that uncertainty. Because you can go see business ownership and never really, it tells a story. But if you're not paying attention directly to what that story is, it can be five, six, seven, eight years before you realize and you've lost a whole bunch of things. That's that will face you and the longer you don't face that story, the longer, the more, the more, the worse it is to try to bring it all the way back and try to recover from that. So really understanding your business model is where that comes, comes into play. And really trying to figure out exactly what measures that you need to take will help determine or help kind of oversee that everything goes wrong. It creates everything. It creates a I think it creates a lot of chaos, and I think it creates a lot of inconsistency, and so much stress and worry that you overcompensate in a lot of different areas. So I think it's very hard in a place, um, place that you definitely want to, you don't wanna be in. So what I wanna do is uh, take a few comments based on what you heard today, and again, next week we're gonna deliver some solutions to that, to that, but we have a minute for a couple of questions. If you guys haven't, I can address them right now like so no questions
2: (laughs) so um, I was curious if you have any suggestions on uh, marketing and you know new up-and-coming marketing ideas and networking and
0: what your thoughts are on some of those things you know when it comes to to those things I think your your marketing you know I think Right now options, we have SEO, we have um, networking organizations, we have, all, you have, we have networking events, we have chambers. And I think once, the only thing that really will truly answer the question of marketing and try to get those clients is I think it's specific to your business model. The stronger your business model is and the stronger and more definitive it is, will help you actually market so you can get the right answers. And I think that's really what it boils down to. It's not any kind of new age stuff. It's making sure your business model is strong enough and it identifies the areas that you need to mark and where you need to be. So that's my question to that. Okay, great, All thank right. you. Thank you, Mark. So what I want to do is uh, turn everybody's attention real quick. We're going to go ahead and wrap up the show and uh, speak next week. But I would like everybody an opportunity to go visit us on Facebook um, We're on Um, visit us on Facebook or under executive talk. You can follow us on Twitter under exec talk. And also we have a meetup group under executive talk business TV show. And we also have our Instagram under executive talk. And so all I'd like to do is thank you the studio audience for your thoughts your concerns and really helping us address the show. And also those who are watching online and we'll see you next time. Thank you very much.